Baxter. Yeah. So you're being carried on your stretcher away from the crowd. Wuffles is going with you, and the various the the medical team. What was the one person's name? Maria. Maria the doctor. Um, kind of got left behind in the crowd, but you catch up to her. You're all hurrying away down the street. Uh, the pigs, the pigs are there too. The pigs start coming along with Wuffles. You hear just terrible sounds of carnage behind you. Sounds like the crowd is just being wrecked by the demons. Uh, Can I advance my phlegm? Um, By discarding two cards, you mean? Yeah. Certainly. Uh, I'll do that to get a PC advancement. Ah, sweet. All right. It's going to be... You're going to get a new reputation, right? You're going to be gentle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A new move would be cool, but I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'll take the call in a favor one. Sure, okay. So just in case that isn't clear, that's um, as opposed to describing an NPC who you have met. Which is what you normally do. We've used that move like all of twice, I think. So just making sure you remember how it works. Unchecking two boxes is pretty enticing too, but yeah, I think I'll go with that one. Okay. Sounds good. So as you're as you're all running down the street, you're not really running, but guys carrying the stretcher are running. They're trying to keep you steady, but you know, you're you're being kind of jostled around a little bit. It's hard to run and carry a stretcher at the same time. Not enough to like kill you, but you know. I just grab both not, sides not and great. hang on so I don't fall off. Good plan. Um, you hear shouts of panic and they come closer um, and a bunch of people are like catching up to you. And they're kind of, they're running with you. Uh, I look around for the instigator guy. Instigator guy. The guy who was... Oh, the guy on the podium. Yeah, yeah. You want to call him in as a favor? He might view you favorably. No, I just want to see if he's like running away with everyone else. Um, you don't see any sign. Do you see a sign of him? You don't see any sign of him. Uh, what you do see, though, is down the street in the distance very tall, imposing silhouette, sort of, you know, sauntering gently towards you. Um, Although as far as gentle sauntering goes, this appears to be very fast sort of gentle sauntering. Uh, Not the sort of speed a human would gently saunter at, but the sort of speed a demon might gently saunter at. It does appear to be catching up to you, slowly but surely. Uh, I kind of nervously say, guys, we got company. (laughs) Uh, They look terrified, but they're already running as fast as they can, so. And this is a a totally new demon, not one of the eight? Um, it's probably one of the eight. Okay. 
I don't know if you'd recognize for sure, but... So the florist thing doesn't work, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, experience of Oyster Python would indicate not. I guess I should say, uh, stick with the crowd. Try not to stand out. Good job, lads. Okay. Um, everyone else is starting to pull ahead of you. Because most of the people who are running are not carrying a stretcher. I guess I kind of want to either have a hiding spot or do like the where's what's the best escape route move. What was that one? Sounds to me, Rita, no, uh, size up danger. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, I am, oh my god, I'm waning in black vile too, no. Let's see. I will draw. Oh, man. Um, I'm have to seed initiative. All right. Where are you on the map? Over here, huh? So, you actually, you're looking around from the stretcher as you're running. You're being jostled about, and you're still pretty, you know, not at your most conscious thanks to the blood loss, but you do notice ahead of you on one side, there is a narrow alleyway that you could instruct the stretcher guys to duck down, and they'd probably listen to you. It looks like it's very narrow, so there wouldn't be a lot of room to, I don't know, uh, maneuver? Maybe kind of a squeeze. Um, in fact, I think it's too narrow for the stretcher. They would have to get you off the stretcher. But it could be that if you duck down this alley, the demon will keep chasing the crowd and won't come after you. Uh, or maybe not. You don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess... I say, uh, take this turn, or take that turn. Okay. Um, yeah, they do. Um, so they run to the alleyway when you point it out. And they sort of quickly and unsteadily help you off the stretcher. Um, and one of them lets you, like, lean on his shoulder. And he starts to pull you down the alley, sort of squeezing in between. It's like a really narrow, it's like you can't even like get your shoulders in straight. You kind of have to turn them a little bit sideways to fit. The other one stops and he's just trying to, to put the um, the stretcher, the, take the stretcher apart and put it away as quick as he can as the other, as you and the other guy are, are squeezing your way down the alley. And you're looking back at him and you see suddenly uh, a shadow at the mouth of the alley, uh, and a big demon hand comes down and, and like, lands on top of his head. And you see this look of terror in his eyes, and then the demon just like pulls him back and just like rips his head right off behind you. And I'm not with Maria, right? She disappeared. They, uh, they, she caught up with you again, but then they all pulled ahead because they didn't have a stretch to carry. Okay. And they were trying to book it as fast as they could. So um, They may or may not have even realized that you fell behind or that you took a turn into an alleyway. Are there any doors or fire escapes or anything? There is a fire escape. And also the alley keeps going 
Um, it actually turns a bend in like 15 feet. I uh, instruct the guy to get us around the bend, and then we'll see what the demon does. Okay. So he squeezes his way through the alley as fast as he possibly can, pulling you on his shoulder, and he's like you're both getting banged up and bruised from smacking into the walls. You make it around the corner. You hear slurping sounds from the entrance. Doesn't sound like the demon's chasing you. Uh, is the direction still towards the documented district? Or do we double back? So you come around the bend, and there's a, a short, there's like um, a few feet of the alley continuing in this narrow fashion. And then it comes into sort of a T-junction. And if you keep going forward, then it widens up and it just turns into a normal alley. And it does indeed look like it's start heading. It starts heading back towards the documented district. Um, there is also another tunnel leading off, or another alley passage leading off to the side from that. And from there, you can hear the sound of running water and a voice singing. Actually, it sounds like a young child singing. Well, perfect time to take a breather. Let's go see what the singing is about. Okay. So this guy's still carrying you along on his shoulder, and he reaches the junction. And then you just, are you just like, hey, go that way? Uh, yeah, just like, hey, what, what's that over there? He, um, he seems like he's kind of in shock. He sort of nods when you say that and stumbles into the into the other alley, which opens up into a small little walled uh, plaza. There's a, a wooden lattice over the top of it with vines growing on it. And in the middle, there's a big square fountain. Next to the fountain, there's a bench. And in the sitting in the bench, there is a young boy. Sort of a pudding bowl haircut. He's wearing white robes. And he's singing. He's singing about tadpoles. Hmm. Sort of an ode to the greatness of tadpoles. And it's like a, a choir sort of singing. It's not like a sing-song, schoolyard type singing, if that makes sense. Have I seen these white robes before? Uh, no, I don't think so. So you want to make Dewey? We have some kind of move for knowing things, don't we? Maybe. Uh, well, we have one for when you collect information. I shout over to the boy. Hey, there's been trouble. He stops singing and looks up. Says... There's always trouble. I mean, big trouble. A whole crowd of people just got massacred back there. It says... Like tadpoles. Have you ever seen tadpoles being eaten by a heron? No, you silly boy. Says, I'm not silly. You've never seen it? It's the same. But some of the tadpoles escape. 
and they grow up to be frogs. Is that silly? No, I suppose not. Are there like shops in the square or is it just houses? There are walls. One of the walls is a gate. The gate is shut and it has a lock on it. Uh, I look through the gate to see what's on the other side. You can... Yeah, okay. You can see through the crack between. It's not like a gate that has gaps in it. Like a solid gate. Gotcha. Made of wood and wrought iron, but you can sort of see through the gap between the hinges and the wall. It looks like on the other side of the gate is a garden. Not the garden? Not the garden, although you're not too far away from the garden. But it looks, you know, as le- at least as lush and full of plants as the garden, if not more so. And there is big, juicy, ripe fruit hanging from the trees. Uh, ask the boy what this place is. It says, uh, it's the place I'm the caretaker of. You see he has a key on, like, a cord around his neck. He says, you can go in if you pay the price. How much? Any doctors in there? He says, no doctors, but it is a place of peace and rest. You and your friend there do look like you could use. will make you feel better if you were to spend time resting in there. Go in, go in. I know, it's like, should I read the kid to make sure this is legit? <laughs> uh, what's the price, my boy? It says, simple. Tell me a story. If I like the story, then I'll let you in. Uh, I turn to the guy carrying me. Know any good stories? Guy who's carrying you has a hollow-eyed expression on his face, and he's currently slumped against the wall with his chin in his hands. Says, uh... What? Stories? No. I I don't think so. Can't believe he's dead. Can I make the have something move to have a brilliant story? <laughs> hmm. Um. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked the boy if he was born in the city. Says, uh, I was born in there. Points at the gate. Interesting. So you are like one of these little tadpoles here. He smiles. He says, yes. I like to think so. And I'm a heron. <laughs> I'll be taking the key, yoink. Um, no, you already swallowed it. <laughs> Is this actually going to heal me? Oh, man. Uh, well, let's see. Well, my dear boy, I was not born in this city. I come from a place called Great Britain. Ever heard of it? 
he shakes his head. Well, what stories do you like? Do you like Tales of Conquest? He looks thoughtful for a moment, and then he says, Tell me a good story. Well, unlike you, I was not born here, and I was brought to this treacherous city. It was my sister's doing. It was a night. Do you know uh, what the solstice is? He says the solstice. The solstice. Solstice. What is a solstice? Well, there's one on the shortest night of the year and one on the shortest day of the year. And on that long winter night, on the winter solstice, my sister and I contrived a plan to speak with the dead. He's listening wide-eyed. Do you know what a a Ouija board is? Or Ouija, I don't even know know how to say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Ouija board. Do you put food on it? No, it's a simple board. just has letters on it, and you're supposed to, with some sort of occult knowledge, be able to uh, translate what the dead are saying. He says, oh, you mean like ghosts? Precisely. Nods, he says. Very interesting. Well, so we made our own one of these boards. I didn't make it. My sister did. But something she imbued in it gave it extra powers. He nods. And so we both placed our hands on the small looking glass type device and found that it would move on its own to specific letters spelling out uh, the correspondence. Ah, yes, yes. What the ghosts had to say. I see. What did the ghosts say? What did the ghosts say? Well, at first it tried to warn us and that it wasn't alone. And after a long, perhaps an hour-long silence, we didn't hear anything from the board, didn't get any movements. A different presence was felt, but it said that it could help us. Did it help you? Well, it explained how we could draw a, I guess you could call it a pentagram, but it was a little more complicated, in a circle on the floor. And after arranging some candles and some other things that my sister had acquired through dark dealings, we followed the instructions that this, uh, what I thought was a ghost, but turned out to be a demon. Oh. Anyway, after we had everything set up, we had to spill of our blood, and I actually didn't know about the humors until I got here, but we had to give some bile, some other phlegm, and basically whatever we had on hand to appease this demon. 
Well, that makes sense. Demons like humors. They would want your humors. That's all they care about. Uh, but in order to deliver these humors, we had to uh, be the vessels ourselves, said this demon. So uh, my sister and I, we grasped hands, we closed our eyes, and with a strange gust of wind, all our candles were extinguished, and in the darkness, we felt a, felt a pulling uh, as if we were being drained with the bathtub water. He looks thoughtful at that. And by the time when I had come to, my sister was long gone. And I had this, and I show him my demon arm. He looks very interested. Walks up to it, he says, can I touch it? And be careful, but yes. Touches it says, oh, yes, I see how this works. It's connected to the demon. And since then, I've discovered some strange demonic powers of my own, but I'm only just now beginning to realize. He nods. He says, and and what about the ghost, the first ghost? Is, is that the ghost that's been following you? Well, no, I have a different ghost problem now. I say, Ela Tass, if you're listening, I could use your help right now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, Oh, I don't know if you can see her right now, but she doesn't look like she wants to help you very much. She's here? Kind of whip around. Oh, yeah, she's here. She's right over there. He points at the corner of the courtyard. There's no one there, of course. Uh... Would you mind asking her how I could set her soul at ease? Says, um, oh, sure, I suppose so. And then he says, hey, ghost, how can this man set your soul at ease? And then he listens with his head tilted for a moment. And he looks at you and he says, uh, she says you should kill Lucille or make him suffer. I don't know who that is. It's not very nice killing people, though, is it? People, you yes. Person. Demons, <laughs> though, yeah. <laughs> she says, uh... He says, uh... She says... She says she's getting very tired of waiting. She wanted you to do it by tonight. I kind of look in her direction and say, well, if I was in better shape... And if I knew how to kill a demon, does she have any tips on, on that front? Boy says, hmm. She's not really paying attention to you. She's just sort of sulking over there. She doesn't look like a lot of fun. I've known ghosts who are more fun than her. She's just a big sulky poo. That's what I think. Have you always been able to see ghosts? Of course. It's easy. I don't know why you can't. Anyone can do it, really. I've seen disembodied heads, but not the not the ghost itself. Well, I'm sure you can see her when she wants you to be able to see her. 
That's even easier. Wait, did the boy claim that he saw her? It wasn't the same. He claim. said, yeah, he said he could see her. Right? Didn't he? <laughs> I wasn't fully aware. At least he implied it. I'm just wondering. I don't remember what specifically said already, apparently. But I guess that's information I want. Like, it's possible potentially to see ghosts. I mean, we know Scott's on. So, what about it, kid? You gonna let me in your special garden? He says, Oh, what's that? The whole story? Hmm. Well,. I suppose it was all right. I'll let you in this time. I can get you free tickets to the gladiatorial fights. <laughs> <laughs> now that's where stories over, are told. As he's walking over to the gate, he says, No, thank you. My mother says I'm not allowed to go. It's too violent. And then he opens up the gate. Well, paramedic, we did it. Guy yeah, looks up. Uh, my name's Weber. Weber, I'm sorry for your friend. If you want to return to the documented district, I wouldn't blame you. But I'm going to go in here. For a moment, it looks like he's just going to sit there. But then he stands up and he sort of hobbles over to you. He says, uh, really shouldn't be walking in your condition here. Lean on me. I throw my left arm around him. He supports your weight as best he can, although he's a little unsteady on his feet too right now. And he goes with you into the garden. The boy stays in the courtyard, or what's he doing? He's staying in the courtyard. He closes the gate behind you. Then you can hear him start singing again. Uh, through the gate, I say, you haven't heard the last from Baxter Crixus. This story is far from finished. Nice. Switch back to sick. Sick factum. You are in an elegant room. It has a big fancy rug on the floor, the corner of which has been pulled back to reveal that you are coming. Scott sort of green wallpaper that's got this floral pattern on it that looks sort of rich and fancy, but it's also sort of hideous. Um, A really unappealing shade of green. I say, I guess I stretch out my hand and say, I'm Hilmo Polonsky of the wind or the wind, whichever you prefer. And this is Isabella. My assistant. He doesn't take your hand. He's still pointing the crossbow from one of you to the other. Okay. I say, don't worry. Wind intervention never disappoints. (laughs) He says, oh, I'm not worried. You should be worried. Still don't understand what you've done to my floor or what you've done to... Who who are you? Why are you here? We're here because we're the wind, and the wind investigates nefarious demons, 
and instigates noble deeds, and the wind <laughs> interviews notable denizens like yourself. They keep slaves, apparently. Well, there's a lot to the wind that the wind doesn't understand itself. Whether they be slaves by your definition is a matter of hotly debated opinion. Anyway, we're here on business. We believe that these tunnels below your building are uh, uh, in... <laughs> are in uh, a were dug there by nefarious demons and that they need to be um, filled in. Have you noticed these tunnels below your building? It says, no, I haven't noticed these tunnels beneath. Hmm, very interesting. Okay, I'm making note of that on a piece of paper. Hasn't noticed tunnels. And uh, for the purposes of my notes, what should I put your name down as? He scowls at you. That's... I say. That's okay. We're the wind, and the wind imagines nothing documented. <laughs> and I cross out the notes I was making and throw them on the ground. <laughs> Do you happen to have any rope, I say? It says, rope. You're asking me for rope. I still haven't heard a good reason why I shouldn't just shoot the two of you right here and now. Well, we're here to interview you, a notable denizen. He says, you don't even know who I am. You just said as much. Well, we don't need anything to be documented. <laughs> Do you know the documented district? Does the document? Yes, I've heard my, of the uh, documented district. What does that have to do with anything? I pick up my notes off the ground and <laughs> has heard of documented district. Hello, where I scribbled before. Well, they're very untrustworthy over there. I think they're slaves <laughs> below. They weren't allowed up in here. Wait, what was the first part of that? I said... Well, we believe the Dugman District has dug these fairy tunnels at the behest of the nefarious demons, which we investigate. Have you done anything to warrant their ire? He says, look, your story is very confusing. Uh, yes, go on, I say, pen poised to take down his note. He says, tell you what. This will make you a deal. You come with me quietly. I'm going to take you to prison. <laughs> and if you come with me quietly, I won't shoot you. And what about my assistant? Both of you, both of you. And my slaves? I'll decide what to do with them later. Do you have jurisdiction over the tunnels in which they stand? He gives you a blank look. He says... This, he indicates the crossbow, it is all the jurisdiction I need, I do think. Yeah, checks out, I say. <laughs> okay, I will uh, accompany you to this, what was it, prison? I say P-R-I-S. Yes, prison. Prison. 
Well, I'm at your service. What, what are you do? Why are you writing that down? Why are you writing everything down? Uh, because I'm interviewing you, a notable denizen on behalf of the wind. That's right. Well, yes, right what? No, no. Oh, I scratch out all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just, just go, just go. He waves his crossbow at the door and then points it back at you. Okay. Uh, wait, can I I'll use be this? close behind. Can I use this opportunity to... Nah, this is fine. Wait, I... Let's suppose that I had found a mysterious artifact in the tunnels by using green. Would that have been allowed to have been in my possession now? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. But I still get to be the one to describe it to you. Okay. I will spend my two green to have a notable... Well, two green to improve my waxing fund to... Sated. And I choose have something. No, not have something. Find a mysterious artifact, which I didn't tell anyone about. And now probably pull out the last ditch effort to save myself from prison. Right. Oh, interesting. Going to have to take a moment to think about this. That's okay. Maybe it's like a really long rope. (laughs) One end is like a poison dart that I can stick into this guy's head. So what you found, pocketed without anyone else noticing, was small oval-shaped what do I call it? It's sort of like a, a compact a little latch in the side. And the surface is covered with it's like a mineral surface. It's like a bunch of sheets of mica laminated together. And like each individual one turns or is it that's just the case? That's just the case. You could like it's got a hinge on one side, and you can open it up. Well, there's no moment like now to do that. I w- <laughs> I'll walk toward the door and at the same time try and uh, open it. I guess I'll okay. like, pull it from my pocket. It opens right up. In the bottom half, there are beads. There are many, many, many tiny little beads. Okay, I release the bees. Beads! Beads! <laughs> no. Uh, beads, like different. They're like loose in there? Or are they... Yeah. And every single bead has a letter on it. <laughs> are they all W, I, and D? No. They're all the letters of the alphabet, as far as you can tell. Any double? Inside of the lid, yeah, there's tons of duplicates. Okay. There's like there's like a handful of them and they're they're small, so on the inside of the lid there is some writing. It says Swallow their name to erase yourself from them. Uh, how do I find its name? Okay. Um this is great. I will exit. 
Where am I? You're in a hallway. And he leads you down the hallway, and he leads you through another door, and he leads you down to a big flight of steps. Leads you around a corner, down a big flight of steps. Leads you up a big flight of steps. Mm. That makes more sense. He leads family. you up a big flight of steps. Family portraits. Leads you family portraits. Yeah, there's uh, there's some paintings on the wall. They show what looked to be a series of French aristocrats. Then he leads you down another hallway and through a gallery and a staircase and down a staircase and around a bed. Finally, you come out to the street in front of a big mansion. And there's a nameplate on the mansion. Um. Do I know like where I am in the city? I don't think you necessarily would. No. Dang. But you come out onto a very nice cobbled road. Hmm. There's some like iron lamp posts studying the street. It's like a very fancy place. It's very upscale. Yeah. This is like where they would have enough money to buy lots of rope. I will probably miss my tea unless I figure this out. Isabella says, we're not going to let him take us to jail, are we? Of course not, Isabella. Just be patient. I turn to my captor and say, "Uh, any further directions would um, (laughs) lead to an efficient route. I suppose. <laughs> Just go that way. Points down the street. I go. I see. Now that I'm on a public highway, I have the right to know who my captor is. John Smith. He says, uh, "Do you? Do I?" <laughs> <laughs> I say, of course, one cannot be arrested without being arrested by the proper authorities. And proper authorities are always named. Otherwise, they wouldn't be proper. He says, uh, well, you're not being arrested. You're Um, being forced to go to prison at Quarrel Point. I see. That sounds like a distinction I don't care to investigate. (laughs) and I go toward the prison this is very lame well you can only kill one of us I can manage to get Isabella I'm I'm sure she'd prefer that to going back in the tunnels (laughs) yeah okay where does he lead me I guess if if we pass by anyone it would be nice to like uh, maybe Wait, I can use something to make someone... (laughs) I want to pass by his neighbor or maybe a servant who knows him who's like going down the street or any resident of this area who would say, Hey, John. (laughs) Are you calling in a favor or are you having something? I think I'm just playing in a reasonable setting in which this would happen. (laughs) 
I mean, it certainly sounds reasonable, but I still think you should have something if that's what you want. All right, that makes sense. The purpose is just to distract him, or what? Um, to be noticed by someone who knows his name. I must. I think the best thing to do is to seed. Yes, I put my fate in your hands, GM. So you're walking down the street at Quill Point towards the police station. Pass by children's playground, the jungle gym in the middle. As you're coming next to the jungle gym, he suddenly turns to you. He, he grabs the both of you and he whispers, Clementine! And then he grabs you and he drags you towards the jungle gym. Wait, that's the password. This is great. I have no idea what's going on. I hope they don't recognize me as the cofactum. I follow him. I go probably with take him. your sash off. I'm <laughs> 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 giving a very mixed message with the sash and the wind pin. So the jungle gym is like a big metal arrangement of like bars that are rounded and bulbous. And there's a little space in the center. He drags you in between the bars into the center. And then you see there are these curtains hanging from the bars all around you. And he pulls down the curtains. And he brushes the sand away underneath you. There's like a round manhole cover. He pulls it up. He says, quickly, quickly, into the hideout. I very quickly enter the hideout. Isabella uh, is very confused, but she follows too. Yeah, this is right, Isabella. Did you say there's a kid on the, the jungle gym? Or I did not say kid? that. Okay. <laughs> good. Um, there is a kid on the jungle gym, though. I like that. Yes, good uh, idea. Why would I say that? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there's a young girl on the, on the jungle gym. She's got one long pigtail. And as you come running up, she salutes. All right, I'll salute back and then jump in the manhole. Beat first, they say, and I jump in. <laughs> so there's a little chamber inside. Um, it's got like a folding card table, and there are maps all over the walls of some things that you know, really you don't recognize any of them. They're not maps of Magpigan, they're just maps strange places you've never heard of. Okay, I'll just nod knowingly at all of them. They look like really like tactical maps, like war maps. Got like red lines drawn on them and stuff like that. Anyway. Right. This makes sense to me. I'll nod. Yes. Okay. And there's a radio sense. there's a radio in one corner. <gasps> I've never seen one before. Have there's I? just there's I don't know, have you? Not Maybe in the not. campaign, unless I've seen one like external to what has occurred. In my history or something. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. That's up to you, I guess. Okay, I know what they are. Um, okay. They're totally normal. This one is blaring static. Uh, is there anyone else in there? Uh, No, it's just this guy. He puts down the crossbow and he turns to you and he says, uh, The man with the little hat walking his dog. 
I hold out my hand to shake and I say, nobody saw him scratch under the dog's left ear. He looks confused. I look back at him suspiciously. Says, uh, three little pigs leading the way? I nod and say, I'm sick factum of the wind. I request, I ask for your assistance in descending a deep shaft. He says, require your assistance to send shaft. Did they change the passcodes again? I don't remember that one. But I count out on my fingers. R-E-Q-U, require, wait, how do you spell require? Maybe it's ask, I say, A-S-K. Ask your assistance. I seek your assistance, I say. I seek your assistance. Sorry. He says, uh, he, he's actually starting to look a little flustered. Good. <laughs> As, uh, y- yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, yes, of, of course. Great. What can I do I'll, for you? I'll nod and say, what's the longest rope that you have in your possession? says rope rope is this uh is this one of those no he just means rope right i know he just means rope he says uh uh, yeah rope uh oh oh um well uh to be honest we're we're all out of rope here at at this station at the at the moment actually that's okay Um, i i've been meaning to get more how quickly do you think you can refill your supplies of rope? Says, uh, well, I mean, uh, the shop's closed. Wait, where is the station? The wrong station? Says, I no, no, uh, maybe? Uh, are we, like, at the L1 west of the um, DD. The L1. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know which one that that it. Look, I'm I sorry. I, I'm doing this. Rummage through them. No, no, it's okay. I think we're both mistaken here. Um, that's okay. That's okay. We can sort this out. Let me just and I'll rummage through my papers, looking wildly through them. Uh, and then I'll nod and say, "Okay, okay." And I say, to "Isabella." Ah, I know where we are. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you very much for your assistance. He says, uh, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. Look, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll raise the major lunkhead on the radio." Perfect. That's that's perfect. Um, I let him raise the major lunkhead while I, oh, and I'll eat a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes he goes over in the corner and starts fiddling with the radio. Oh, then I'll. I'll secretly peek into my pocket and check out how Udis is doing. Chilling in there? <laughs> Udis looks up at you. I'll let him peek out at the back of this guy and like... It's okay. He looks curiously around the room. Well, I don't know if you can read his expressions, but... Yeah, I'll show he him looks my around. mysterious artifact. I have to send uh, Isabella back. What do we do? 
So you hear a voice on the radio that says, uh, Angle bracket, angle bracket in the corner. The man says, uh, Out of the corner, angle bracket, angle bracket. Major Lunkhead says, uh, Is this Shining Gym Station? He says, Of course, of course, of course. I have a guest here. A guest? Y- yeah, I-, I think he meant to go. S- uh, I don't. He turns to you. Sorry, what's your name? Um, Sick Colfactum. Sick, Sick Colfactum. That name rings a bell. I was looking for Thistle Station, but I think Shining Gems also that'll work. Um, I have a report. Sick Colfactum. There's a. Uh, apologies, Major. It's Sick Colfactum. He's looking for Thistle Station. And the radio says, "Did you just say Sick Colfactum?" He says, uh, yeah, why? Is that wrong? Sick Colfactum. You know who Sick Colfactum is, don't you? Uh, um, uh, should I? I, I mean, he, he came out of my floor. I, I don't. Radio says, uh, you dolt. Sick Colfactum is our enemy. They were enemies. <laughs> dolt. <laughs> I'll interrupt and say, Major Lunkhead, this is Sikofactum here um, of the left grouping and searching for the Thistle station. I'm afraid that who you're talking to is an imposter. He hasn't identified himself to me or to you. Yeah, okay. He says, uh, what are you talking about? That sounds like JC to me. Who are you? JC, do you think that's enough? <laughs> to go by. I, I eh, we'll try it. I say this. Wait, can I? I'll just take out my case and solo JC. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, they don't go down very easily. They kind of stick in your throat. But uh, a bit of swallowing, I suppose you manage it. I'll massage my throat to get him down. And I'll snap the case shut and wave my hand in front of JC. So for a moment, you feel a splitting headache. No. Just a horrible, splitting, pounding, searing headache. Someone has taken a piece of dental floss and pulled it through your skull. It's like flossing the inside of your brain out. Oh my god, what have I done to myself? Then the pain goes away. And JC sort of gets a blank expression on his face. And then he sort of he looks around and he doesn't look at you. Okay. And he looks I... over at Isabella. I wish to extract the bolt from his crossbow. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not actually holding it anymore. He put it down on the on the table. But yeah, you can do that. Oh, maybe I should just pick it up then. You can do that too. Okay, I'll just pick up the crossbow. And I'll point it at him. And then I'll say, Major Lunkhead, I am sick cofactum of the documented district. 
I am going to find you, and I am going to kill you. Says what? What? What's going on, JC? Do something about this. JC is is completely ignoring you. He goes, "What? Do something about what? There's just this girl here. I don't. She's she's just sitting here. Do some." Hey. Girl, what girl? What about sickle factum? Not to rescue the girl. I'm gonna just take the radio. Who? And go upstairs. Sickle factum. <laughs> Can I just take the radio and go upstairs? Um, I pocket it. Wow, that's interesting. Um, what happens? Excuse me, making annoying noises. So JC gets a sort of glazed expression on his face as you pick up the radio. And then he looks really confused. He's like looking around. He looks at the table. He like leans over and checks behind the table. He looks over at Isabella. Andrew Lunkhead says, What? JC, this man that you described to me didn't describe him to you. He says, JC, sickle factum, the man who's speaking, he's an enemy. Just just shoot him. JC goes, Well, where where's the I hear it. I don't see where'd it go? It was here a moment ago. <laughs> Isabella's sort of her mouth is gaping open. She's looking from you to JC in bafflement. Like the heck is going on? Hmm. I will give a little, like, <laughs> I guess I'm slightly encumbered. Does the radio fit in my pocket? Oh, it? no, it's too big for your pocket. Okay. It's a slightly old-timey radio. Well, you know what it is? It's like one of those really boxy ones. I don't know. This crossbow is kind of useless. It's kind of big. Ah. Yes. Tis. But it's if I were to just take the bolt from the crossbow. Or just like Yeah. And then could I just take the bolt and the radio and go upstairs? Is that something possible? Or is the radio too big to carry upstairs? You'll have to unplug it, but you could climb up there carrying it, I think. Could I just like yank it to unplug it, or would I have to like investigate that? I mean, you'd probably want to like crawl down there and unplug it properly. But I don't think it would be like a hard thing to do. Okay, I'll do that. Do I would it. like to unplug it and then do like a shh face to Isabella and then go upstairs and back to the mansion. Okay. She's crawling up the ladder. She says, wait! And then she, like, slaps her hands over her mouth. JC turns to her. She's like, wait, wait, what? Where'd the radio go? It turned off. I don't, I don't understand. And she... She sort of... She looks helplessly up at you, and she mouths, take me with you! How do I take her with me? I just knock this guy out. That, that's mean, though. I kind of like him. Uh, I think I'll just point at JC 
and like indicate him like you need to keep an eye on JC. She doesn't look happy about that idea. I mean, she should be able to be competent and handle this. I'll just, I'll leave. Okay. So, like, she has the pin. So hopefully she can know enough to, like, pretend that I had tricked her or something, and she's also a novice of the wind. I don't know. I trust maybe I trust her to do well. I won't just abandon her. I'll come back, but I guess she'll never know that. So where do you go from here? What do you do? Back to the mansion. All right. Then I'll lock the guy out. <laughs> you can go there without incident. Okay, good. That's close. So, yeah, I want to go back to the room. A nice like sitting room that we came entered through. See if my party's in the room or down the stairs or something. Oh, he locked the. Um, I guess he couldn't really lock it behind, could he? He wouldn't just leave it open. The intent was to keep those guys down there. The trap door. Yeah. I want to retcon it and say he put like a heavy thing on top of it. He moved a dresser. They're reasonable. Yeah, so that they couldn't come up. That makes yeah. Sense. Okay. So I guess I'll move the dresser if that's possible. So before you do that, you have to make your way through the house back to that room. Yeah. And it's a big, complicated house. Hmm. Which means you're going to have to go somewhere. This is a disaster. I don't know what's going on. Uh... By the, before I like go into the house, is there like a front door key I can just turn to lock the front door? You can go ahead and have something. Sure. I don't know. He probably has a key. And can, it's not worth it. If I don't see anything obvious, I'll just continue and go somewhere. And a waxing MC will tell you what distraction interest show. Okay. I will. I will go to waxing by playing a double card. All right. So that, yeah. Something interrupts me. Um, so you're, you're finding your way back through all the hallways and staircases and galleries, sitting rooms and all that nonsense and distractionary convenience. So you're going through the house. And you take a turn into big, luxurious, uh, like a study. There's a desk in the study and another door on the other side that you vaguely remember you came through before. Uh, there's a chair. There's purple wallpaper. Just kind of an ostentatious lamp hanging from the ceiling. And there's a chair behind the desk, and that's empty. There's like a big leather chair behind the desk. No one's sitting there. Um, but in another chair on the other side of the room, there is... A demon. 